Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I understand that being able to practice mindfulness every day is something we all want to achieve. Sometimes it can be really hard when we are overwhelmed with work and other aspects of life. There is an app I highly recommend, which might help you to be more mindful every day. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books, and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so that you can read or listen. Blinkist is made of busy people like you who want to get the main points of the books quickly without reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on the goal. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, and history books. And I just signed up for Blinkist, you guys. It's just like a garden of delight. I mm -hmm. picked out so many books that I want to, and to pull up a book and see that I'm going to invest 18 minutes to get the best ideas in the book, it makes me really excited. And here's my pro tip, because I've been using Blinkist a lot. I think it's also really great for books you've already read. Like, I really love essentialism, and I feel like it's a message I have to go back to over and over and over again. But the reality is I'm not going to pick up and reread the book. But going through the book again on Blinkist is such a good way to reconnect with the mission of the book, to reconnect with the takeaways and the tips that he gives you. I've gone through essentialism again. I've gone through Cal Newport's deep work again. I just think that's a really, really great way to use Blinkist. Blinkist as well. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash life to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash life to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash life. I'm Sarah. And I'm Beth. We co-host Pantsuit Politics, a podcast seeking nuance in political conversation. Along the way, we've realized the rest of life is filled with nuance, too. So we come here each week to commemorate the moments in our lives, moments beyond birthdays, weddings, and funerals, that deserve celebration. It's an opportunity to see ourselves in a new season and to reflect on the messiness of living wisely. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Nuanced Life. We are so happy to be here with you today, celebrating some very powerful commemorations from our listeners. And then after the break, we're going to talk about our own commemoration for the week, which is related to our New Year's resolutions. I feel like I've learned something kind of counterintuitive about New Year's resolutions that I'm excited to share. Ooh, I am excited about that. So first, we're going to hear from Tracy, who says, on December 28th, I celebrated five years of sobriety. It is something I am very proud of, but I doubt that will be even mentioned by anyone. And I'm okay with that. I have an amazing husband, two incredible daughters, a caring and supportive dad and stepmom, and several friends who all know I stopped drinking at some point. But that date isn't fixed in their minds like it is in mine. 
They aren't the ones who was headed down a dangerous path and didn't feel like there was any way to change direction. They didn't have the shame and feeling of hopelessness that I did. But thanks to reading an article in a magazine about a woman in similar circumstances who was able to stop drinking by following a blogger and then working with her myself, tired of thinking about drinking and a lot of prayer, I was finally able to stop. My life since then has had a normal share of challenging things to deal with. Four deaths in our immediate families. My older child coming out as transgender, which we have completely Mm. supported from the beginning, but it was a process, and moving from the suburbs to the country. These would have been perfect drinking opportunities for me in the past to numb all the tough feelings. I am so thankful that it is all behind me now. So on December 28th, I will be taking a moment of gratitude and appreciation for my five years. Congratulations, Tracy. That's amazing. What an important commemoration. I think that that is phenomenal and something that should be celebrated. It's like you should get, I don't know, a week per year. Like, so take like a good five weeks. I don't know. It's just, that's so momentous. Good for you. It is momentous. And it's something that, you know, that date should never become irrelevant, right? That's something Mm -hmm. that should be celebrated every time it comes around because it's almost a decision to renew your life in a way. And so Tracy, we're just, we're so happy for you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Kylie also wrote in and said, Today I want to commemorate the end of another school year. I am in Australia, so our 2018 school year finished yesterday, the 21st of December. My baby girls have just finished grade three and four and have grown up so much this year. They are now so independent and such self-possessed young people that my heart fills with pride. To celebrate the end of the school year, a group of families head down to the lake. It's an open invitation, and yesterday we had about 10 families represented, a mix of boys and girls ages from kindergarten to year six. We all brought afternoon tea to share, and while the children played, the adults enjoyed a glass of wine and reflected on the year, the achievements of our children, the areas they are still developing, and what we are looking forward to next year. It is such an important part of all of us who attend to close off the year. So here's to the end of another year, to friends, and to taking the time to mark the end of a school year in peace and harmony. On another note, my word for 2019 is balance. Balance in my relationship with food, balance in my relationship with exercise, balance in my relationship with my husband and children. This year has been incredibly busy, and all these parts of my life are out of balance. Too much food, not enough exercise, not enough quality time with my husband and children. Thank you for all the that you both do. You remind me to see the nuance in our world and not the simple option. Thank you so much, Kylie. I love the end of school and the beginning of school. We have traditions that we mark those days with too. The beginning of school is a cookie cake because I decided I wanted a day that I knew I was getting cookie cake instead of hoping I could show up to children's birthday parties and that there's cookie cake. I have a thing for cookie cake. And then at the last day of school, we do a water gun fight with like all our friends. We gather and we have a big water gun fight. It started in pre-K and I actually surprised my kids one year like they came home and we went around back and my mother, mom, and I like attacked them with water guns. And it was one of my favorite memories. So we I love those beginning and end of school year traditions. And afternoon tea on the lake sounds lovely. I would like to Does come. that sound more fun than a water gun fight to you, Beth? That sounds more me <laughs> than a water gun fight. Yes, it does. It sounds like balance to me, a little afternoon tea and time at the lake. That sounds fantastic. And I just love things like where you're kind of in a group of people and everyone is celebrating together. That's something I'm looking yep. for more of in my life. I feel like my neighborhood is really good about that. Unfortunately, it often happens at moments when I need to be a little bit introverted. <laughs> and so I miss some <laughs> of it. But, you know, our backyard has this really great hill for sledding. And for a while this weekend, we had lots of kids from all over the neighborhood sledding together down that hill. And it was fun. just fun. And it was fun to see that happen this year versus last year and how much everybody has grown. And I, I love these little traditions where you can see kids making memories, you know, that they're going to think about later in life. Love it. We also heard from Mallory. 
Mallory says, after college, I continued on to four years of optometry school and one more year of residency while my friends got jobs, made money, collected trips, purses, and nice furniture. My five extra years of eating ramen, living with my parents, and studying left me desperately feeling like I was behind in some imaginary race. Once I completed my training and started making money, I felt like I needed to catch up. I bought a shiny new car, spent all the money on work clothes by designers, and filled my tiny apartment with magazine-inspired decorations. I went on four international trips in one year, despite not being able to afford them. I am a doctor, after all, and those are things doctors do. I was competing with the other doctors who are married with dual-income households. They eat at the best restaurants, go to the best celebrity hairstylists, and never repeat an outfit. I still wasn't happy. No matter how much I had, I always wanted more. I was never going to reach the place of contentment. Then I discovered minimalism and the Lazy Genius podcast. I believe I can thank you ladies for that. I listened to myself set my own priorities, and removed the need to compete. After some introspection, I've realized that fashion at work doesn't actually make me happy. If I'm comfortable and look professional, then I'm good. Now when I look around my apartment, I see all the things I have instead of focusing on the things I don't. There's so much less stress and pressure, and I'm able to focus on the things that do actually matter to me. And for the record, I realized that the friends I was competing with are doing the same thing and had no idea we were competing. Their priorities are just different than mine, and that's okay. Maybe this commemoration would be more accurately titled, I finally realized I had enough all along. I figured this would be relevant after the holiday season when consumerism abounds. Thank you for the opportunity to celebrate these unconventional milestones in what I'm sure will be a continued journey of self-awareness and self-love. Love that. That's some really good self-awareness right there. She'd spent some time. She's She's been some doing some journaling on all that. That's amazing. It is amazing. I feel like I've had moments of just looking around thinking, wait. I am stressing myself out over things that don't matter to me, even one little bit. And those are hard moments because I think you kind of look around and think like, how did this happen? How did I get here? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I know how it happens. It's because we live in a consumer culture. And so it's not even just being around people that are in different stages of life. I mean, we get thousands of messages almost every day that say buying things will make you happy, buy this thing, it will fix your problems. That's hard to combat. It's really, really hard to combat and to think about. It's why I feel very strongly about media literacy as parents. And it's just, you know, but that's, it's difficult that they don't spend billions of dollars on advertising because it doesn't work. Because those messages don't work and convince people that they are inferior and the thing that will make them feel better is spending money and buying stuff. So, I mean, I don't I think we all need to give ourselves a break when those messages do get to us and we do buy stuff and we realize this stuff wasn't making us happy because it's not just an individual character flaw. It is a cultural problem. Yeah, I was texting with our friend Carrie from college over the weekend. We both happened to be in the midst of Marie exercise when she texted me and we discovered it. And and we were talking about that, like, how did this happen moment? 
and how you don't want to go so far as to say, like, I hate all my stuff because you can get in that mindset, too. Right. Where you're Mm -hmm. so angry with yourself. What I really like about Marie Kondo's approach is recognizing that some stuff is happy. Like there are things that Mm -hmm. you pick up and you think, wow, I, I really love wearing this sweatshirt or I really love this book or here's this thing that you know, Chad bought me after our first date. And and that stuff is really nice. It's just being aware enough to figure out which stuff is going to do that for you and which isn't. And then I think being willing to note changes over time in what that is and, and that it's okay. You know, it's okay. Like, I tried to not be mad at myself for that period in the firm when I was desperately trying to figure out my professional identity and I bought the most strange and random clothing possible. It's just like a necessary part of my evolution as a human being. And now it's time to let all that go. The most powerful thing I learned from Marie Kondo, I love her. She is definitely on my list of the best humanity has to offer, along with Oprah, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and Dolly Parton, is that in my mind, I don't know if this is an Enneagram one thing. I don't know if this is an only child thing. I don't know if I got it from my grandma. I really don't know where it came from. But in my mind, the only way to succeed at the stuff I had, to be the best steward of the stuff I had, to be just like a good girl, maybe it's a good girl complex, is to use everything to like its highest and best use. So if I bought a shirt, I should wear that shirt with all the things that would look best within my closet until it has holes in it. If I buy a book, I got to read the book and get the most out of it and then share it, get it back. If I buy a beauty product, I need to use it till it's empty because it was like, I felt like it was a character failing. Like I had failed if I did not use products like that. And when she says in the first book, like we don't have friends for our entire, every person we meet is not meant to be our best friend our entire life. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, fun fact. It was also a challenge to learn that lesson in my life. I want everyone who I connect with to be my best friend forever. In the same way that people aren't meant like that, products and stuff is not meant to be, every shirt is not meant to be our favorite shirt that we wear until it has holes in it. Like that's just, that's not necessary. Some products come into our lives to teach us a lesson and then we release them to somebody else. And that was so incredibly freeing to me to just totally reorient my relationship to stuff and not to feel like I had to take it to its highest and best use every time I picked it up. You know, especially sort of supplies and feeling like, well, I could use this or I could reuse this or what if I need this, like just releasing myself from all that and not wasting because I think we feel like if we are like that, you will become wasteful. But it's the opposite. I feel like I think you you take your stuff more seriously when you can realize if it's of use to you and release it to somebody else. That doesn't mean throwing it away necessarily, but I love that woman so much. What I really get from her, and I know this is the hardest part for a lot of people to 
enjoy and embrace. But I love the acknowledgement that everything carries energy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't carry neutral energy, right? It carries really positive energy for you or really negative energy for you. So after I got finished with my drawers yesterday and I had everything standing up on its side and I had only things in the drawer that I had explicitly chosen to keep, I did just like run my fingertips over it and it made me so happy. I felt so peaceful and like I had been a grown up today, you know, and I had made some good choices for myself and I need more of that in my life. You know, I want to be able to touch my clothes and say, gosh, I'm, I'm glad that I have this. And this feels like me and it's what I want to project in the world. So we're going to talk more about Marie, I'm sure, in connection with our resolutions right after this quick break. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook, eat, and enjoy. And it's a new year, and achieving your 2019 goals is as easy as enjoying delicious home-cooked meals with HelloFresh. Conquering the kitchen in 2019 is a reality because HelloFresh offers simple recipes that are healthy and flavorful and also frees up a lot of time for you. A lot of decision-making fatigue gets avoided for me because of HelloFresh. I love knowing this is in the refrigerator. It's ready to go. I don't have to think about it anymore. Listen, if I'm living my best life in 2019, it does not involve going to the grocery store or pouring over recipes and making a million decisions. I'm just going to be real with you. That is not how I live my best life. When things are pre-measured and fresh and chosen and I just follow a step process on the recipe card and I don't have to make a bunch of decisions, my life is so much better and less stressful. So you can spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping too. All the meals come together in 30 minutes max and call for less than two pots or pants. So there's not a ton of cleanup. Make family dinners fuss-free with HelloFresh's Picky Eater kid-tested and approved family meal plans as well. So for all of you who struggle with the Picky Eaters, you can make deliciousness a part of every week with three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, or family, and enjoy fun menu features like HelloFresh's Dinner to Lunch, 20-Minute Meals, Gourmet, or One Pot Wonders. So get out of your recipe rut and start cooking outside your comfort zone today. Take advantage of HelloFresh's special offer for 2019. Get $80 off your first month, which is like receiving eight meals free by going to HelloFresh.com slash Life80. That's HelloFresh.com slash Life80 for $80 off your first month. Use promo code Life80. follow-up to your point about the Marie Kondo energy. And here's the thing. If it is too big of a stretch for you to believe that everything in your home possesses positive or negative energy, although it does, but if that's too much of a stretch, here's the thing. Whether you buy into that or not, every item in your house is occupying a part of the processing power of your brain. Even if it's hidden away in a closet, even if it's tucked away in a drawer, Having that stuff in your house means that inevitably you will see it, come in contact with it, and you'll think, oh, my God, I have to deal with that or be reminded of its presence. And it's just it's really hard to explain how taxing that is until you're released from it. I tell people this. I know it sounds a little wacky, but I did con Marie, and that's why I then ran for office when I cleared my house. 
of stuff from sort of past phases in my life, from previous issues and things off my list. When it was all out, when my brain was not processing that I needed to clean out this closet or I needed to go through the kids' clothes or I didn't wear that shirt, I had more time to think about what do I want to do if I don't have to worry about being a stuff manager? And the answer was run for office. And she talks about in the book, like, people get divorced, people change careers. Like, when you free that energy and the time it takes to stay on top of a mountain of stuff, you will be surprised what it opens up in your life. Well, there are just all these practical implications of having everything tidy, as she says. I think all the time about one of the best decisions I've ever made was putting my spices inside little plastic containers in the groups that I tend to use them. So I just pull out all my kind of cinnamon, cardamom, like baking spices in one little container, put them back in the container, put them back in the cabinet. I'm not worried about alphabetizing. I'm not searching Mm -hmm. among all these bottles. Because I took the time to think about how do I use this and organized it accordingly, it just made my life better. And I think that's maybe a more accessible – if you're not going to be into the energy of each thing, which I understand not everybody's there, if you're not that person – then just think about it in terms of the, you know, how do I use this and how can I make it work for me? Just like the iPhone conversation we had last time, mm-hmm. which brings mm-hmm. me to a commemoration that I want to celebrate, which is I feel like I've had a revelatory insight about New Year's resolutions, at least for myself. Tell me. In past years, I set up my New Year's resolutions to be very task based. I want to do this number of things or I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to drink this number of glasses of water every day or whatever. And I tried to go full force with them in January to set me up for the year. And this year I realized what I really need is good reasoning behind every resolution. So it's not that I don't have tasks, but that it's I I have been really clear about the why of those tasks and I need to build momentum. So instead of starting the year by saying, I want to run a 5K sometime this year, I've started the year by saying, I want to dedicate to 15 minutes of cardio every single day. And as I'm doing that cardio, it's starting to feel to me like, I could maybe run a 5K this year because I'm getting some momentum. Like my body feels a little bit stronger every day. I am getting to that place where I feel hooked on my exercise routine. Like I'm looking forward to when I get to do it. On the days when I don't do it first thing in the morning, I'm kind of like antsy all day to get it done. And -hmm. I think it's because I spent so much more time thinking about why I wanted to do it. And I'm not setting myself up for some goal that, by February is going to seem impossible to me. Instead, it's like I'm getting some traction with each thing I decided to set up. It's the same thing with meditation. I want to meditate every day this year. I've done it so far. And it's just little meditation, though. It's not like 30 minutes to an hour. It's 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm feeling the benefits of that. So I'm looking forward to it. And I'm building toward those bigger goals instead of starting from those bigger goals and working my way into a slump. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense to me. One of the things that really helped me with, I mean, I guess they're resolutions, whether you make them any time of year, but 
sort of health changes, nutritional changes in particular is my, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, one of our sorority sisters, Holly, is a health coach, and she said the hardest level of change is identity level of change. And I was watching Laura Tremaine's Instagram story, and she was talking about James Clear's Atomic Habits. And I've read James Clear's emails for years. I think they're incredibly well done, and so I'm really excited to read Atomic Habits. But she says that he speaks to that sort of identity level of change. And I think what you're talking about is like viewing your resolutions through that lens. Like what what was I telling myself before? Why did that not work? What can I tell myself now about who I am as a person, why I'm making this change so that the story, it doesn't seem like it should be that important. We just want a willpower, but willpower is a myth. I feel strongly about this. It's just something we made up to make ourselves feel better. It doesn't exist. Like either you have a good system, you're trying to understand the human brain, the ways it doesn't work and does work and how to sort of trick it (laughs) sometimes, or you're facing a real uphill battle. And I think so much of that, even though it seems counterintuitive, is what, what are we telling ourselves about this change and about why we haven't been able to do it in the past, why we want to do it now. I mean, it's hugely important, hugely important. I think it enables you to approach your resolutions with a sense of lightness, too, because Mm -hmm. it's more about the goal and less about the task. So if I said I wanted to do this particular workout program and I got into it and I hated it, I failed in my resolution. Whereas if I say I want to do 15 minutes of cardio every day, then I can try lots of different things until I find something that I like. It just keeps it at a little bit of a distance. So there's adaptability. And I don't know, it just feels so much freer to me to know that what I'm trying to do is feel more energetic every day. And that's it. And I'm not weighing at all. This is not about weight loss for me. I just want to feel more energetic every day. In the process of that, now I really am feeling my body change in a way that I feel good about, which might inspire more intense goals down the road. But I'm just not starting there. Well, I love that. I think that's Fantastic. And I hope everyone else is having good experience, good, positive, energetic experience with their New Year's resolutions as well. And if you're not, you don't have to fix 2019 in January. This is something I talk to my clients about a lot. So just like sit down and start over. You know, it's fine. Yeah. If somebody wants to commemorate that they've already abandoned a resolution, we're here for that, too. Absolutely. And you can make new ones. And the calendar is not the boss of you. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of The Nuance Life. On Pantsuit Politics on Friday, we are starting a little change, a little tweak to our format over there. And on Friday, we're going to be setting up for our Tuesday discussion by talking about how the committees in the House of Representatives work. So if you just want to hear some good factual information to acquaint yourself with the House of Representatives, check out that discussion over there. We'll be back with you here next Wednesday for more commemorations. Keep sending those our way. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Nuance Life is produced by Dylan Garvin. Elise Knapp is our production assistant. Dante Lima is the composer and performer of our theme music. The Nuance Life is listener supported. For $5 a month, you'll receive an extra episode of The Nuance Life at patreon.com slash the nuance life. You can connect with us on our website, thenuancelife.com, and follow us on Instagram. 
Christ for Disciplers is a daily podcast offering a weekday message for educators and parents of young disciples. For example, every day Marissa gets her three kids in the car and strives for the energy to do everything she wants to do for her children that God gave her. She wants them to have love, peace, a great education, and be discipled for Jesus. There's never enough of everything to do this, but it seems time is what runs out first. She wants to make a change for the better and turn the corner to be the amazing woman God made her to be. If you ever feel like Marissa, consider trying what she found to be the source of daily spiritual strength, a daily 10-minute podcast designed for her in her role as the discipler of her children, Disciplers for Christ. In just 600 seconds of Christ for Disciplers podcast, Monday through Friday, listeners get a blessing of peace connected to a clear message from the Bible and several ideas to use in our daily lives as parents. Marissa loves to share the message with dads and moms she knows and with her children's Christian teachers that are partners with her and discipling her kids. The Christ for Disciplers podcast is on iTunes and Google Play, Stitcher and Podbean and most other podcast providers. Subscribe today to Christ for Disciplers. That's Disciplers, D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-R-S, a unique word for the mission of parents and teachers. Make sure to share this with other parents and teachers and make sure discipling your children doesn't take a second place in your life with just 600 seconds a day. You also can get connected by visiting ChristForDisciplers.com. Listen to the Christ for Disciplers podcast today and get the same wisdom that Marissa uses to bless the children in her life.